This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Greetings and good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today's reading from the Daily Office is Matthew chapter 19, verses 23 through 30. Now let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, Now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly, I tell you, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astounded and said, Then who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible But for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, Look, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man is seated on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. The Gospel of our Lord. Good evening. Jesus says, It will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, noting that is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. In those days, wealth was considered to be a sign of God's blessing. That is what the disciples certainly thought. They are greatly astounded and ask, Then who can be saved? Immediately leading up to today's reported events, Jesus had told them about a rich young man who asked Jesus, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Jesus brings him up short by saying that only God is good. Just being a good deed-doer ain't gonna hack it. 
Then Jesus begins a round-robin set of responses with this rich person, first telling him he needs to keep the commandments to enter into life. Now, get this. The cheeky young man asks, which ones? Really? This guy is trying to make a deal negotiating with Jesus. The implication that he wants, you know, just to meet the minimal requirements, putting forth the minimal effort to inherit eternal life. So, Jesus obliges by naming the commandments having to do with life in the community and human interrelationships, summing them up by saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now the young man pridefully claims that he has kept them all, is good to go, but wants to know still what he might lack. Now, do you remember this line from the 1969 Fleetwood Mac song, Oh Well, by Peter Green? Now, when I talked to God, I knew he'd understand. He said, stick by me and I'll be your guiding hand. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. The provocative and presumptuous rich man should have quit while he was ahead. So Jesus slam dunks him and ups the game by saying, If you wish to be perfect, notice Jesus uses the word perfect, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Now, instead of getting away with doing the least possible thing, he now, well, good luck, brothers and sisters, at being perfect. Do notice Jesus starts out saying, if you wish to be perfect. I am reminded of a recent social media post. According to Forbes magazine, the supposedly richest person in the world is worth more than $225 billion. $225 billion. That's hard for me to comprehend. And by the way, the next nine or so wealthiest are worth more than $100 billion each. Now, on this planet Earth we call our island home, our little seemingly vulnerable blue marble in the solar system, live roughly 8 billion people and counting. Now, if the richest person would give each of the rest of us $1 billion, that would leave $217 billion to live on. How much is enough? That kind of wealth, you know, however, is all about power. Getting back to the story, Jesus tells the rich man, for starters, that he is to keep a loose grip on worldly possessions, really loose, by selling what he owns and giving the money to the poor. Jesus knew who he was talking to and exploited that particular vulnerability. This is not the answer that the rich man wanted to hear. Oh, well. The rich young man is stopped in his tracks. I'm not sure he even heard Jesus say the rest of the story. Then come, follow me. 
The rich man balks, and then he walks, going away grieving and leaving. He is lost in worldly things. The quotable Frederick Buechner says this about the gospel lesson. The trouble with being rich is that since you can solve with your checkbook virtually all the practical problems that bedevil ordinary people, you are left in your leisure with nothing but the great human problems to contend with. How to be happy, how to love and be loved, how to find meaning and purpose in your life. In desperation, the rich are continually tempted to believe that they can solve these problems too with their checkbooks, which is presumably what led Jesus to remark one day for that rich man, to get it to heaven is about as easy as for a Cadillac to get through a revolving door. Okay, now this is a lot to digest, but God wants us to stay hungry and thirsty, my friends. Ultimately, God wants us to be happy to love and be loved, to find meaning and purpose in life. Jesus teaches us this time-tested truth. We receive the gift of life only by giving up, by surrendering ourselves. Another one of those salvific ironies, sacrificial love. Jesus also emphasizes that only God is perfect through the love grace, and mercy of God, we don't have to be. We have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Surrender. Amen. And now a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light to revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us now say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now we will pray the collect for the last Sunday after Pentecost, which was Christ the King Sunday. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of King and Lord of Lords, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us now take some time and pausing our worship together, if you need to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, 
for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. Let us now pray the Collect for the Human Family, which is on page 815 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us unite us in bonds of love, and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations, all peoples of the earth, the one human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now let us pray the colic for social order and social justice which can be found on page 823 of the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen. And now let us pray the concluding collect, which can be found on page 139. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be your companion in the way, kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you were revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus. Amen.